Hi there guys, welcome to today's live stream. We're gonna be talking all about neck pain. Why does it come and go? We're gonna go through a number of bits and then at the end, we're gonna give you guys a little routine to go through just at home. Uh, also, we'll do, be doing Q&A as always at the end of today's live stream. So do stay tuned for that. If you've got any questions, we've got Lara on the other side of the camera, so she'll be able to answer those and re or read those out and we'll do that Q&A at the end of the live stream. As always, if you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. We do these live streams every single weekday and we always do q a as a way of helping you guys watching this get a little bit more support with your back or neck pain from home with that being said we'll get into today's live stream okay so um why my neck pain keeps coming back and what am i going to do about it uh we've got a little little sort of uh sort of few points that we're going to go through in today's live and uh, first of all i'll just sort of give you guys an overview we're going to look internally and that that's really the first uh point to actually figuring out what we can do to to sort of stop it coming back, we need to actually have a look inside and what, what are we doing on a daily basis. Uh, recognizing that the human body is built really, really well. Uh, we've got three evaluation points for you guys to sort of have that reflection process, as well as three proactive ways of then moving forwards from there. And then we've got that exercise, little exercise routine. I've got some things on the chair behind me that I'll be able to go through with you guys in the end. And also, if you're a premium member, we're gonna shoot another video a little bit more in depth on these uh, this little exercise routine uh, later today in the clinic. Um, so we'll post that in the private Facebook group uh, later. So do stay, uh, keep your eye out for that as well. And then obviously your our Q and A at the end of today. So on the board behind me, uh, the first point I wanted to sort of uh, get you guys to look at was looking internally. How are we using our body on a daily basis? And this process of neck pain, getting this neck pain, is it something that really started for no reason? Or is it from a trauma, whiplash, car accident, falling off a ladder or something like that? Is that what kicked it off? Now, um, just to give you guys an, an insight from what we see in the clinic, and maybe this resonates with you, it's something that you can experience. The overwhelming majority of people really it's built on for no real reason. It might be that when they were at school or university, they got a little bit of stiffness and tension, but kind of carried on anyway. And it's just built up over the years and become a little bit more severe. This may have progressed on later on and we've got disc injuries or facet injuries or some degree of wear and tear in the neck, but it's generally built up for quite often a, a no real reason at all. Now there are a group of patients, yes, that have a severe accident, a car accident, etc., and that has been why they've presented in the clinic in the first instance. Maybe they had a car accident six weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, they've been through the necessary checks in the hospital and then in the clinic with neck trouble. Uh, but that's not really neck pain coming and going, so we won't really get too much into that side of things for today's live. That being said, that same person may come and see us uh, six months, eight months, uh, a year or two years later with that recurrent neck pain coming and going and maybe not attribute the fact that they had that trauma and then didn't go through the normal healing process and that's why it's coming and going so if, if either of those are you you don't really know why it's there in the first place or maybe you had an accident a number of years ago or many many months ago and it's not quite been the same this video really will sort of help you guys um, evaluate what's going on inside your body so you can move forwards a bit more effectively and better understand uh, these things and much like uh, with the back pain advice that we give you guys in the back in shape the similar very very similar um principles are applicable to the neck as well and people tend to make the same sort of mistakes so i'll tie in uh, some of those mistakes as we go along uh, with the lower back as well because it, it, it's applicable to both 
Um, so I wanted to cover the, the normal structure of our spine. Now, the skeleton here gives you quite a poor um, uh, sort of visualization of just how well it is built. But uh, it's not like you got a, a, you know, a bunch of guys down the pub drinking on, on one Friday night and they decided to create the human body like a badly constructed building. This thing's been evolving as a the primary mechanism for supporting getting the important contents, our organs, etc., around the world on a daily basis. And therefore, it is constructed very, very well. It's got lots of support mechanisms, the structure and the way in which it's just got these three curves through the main part of the spine. Yes, we've got a fourth one in the sacrum, but we won't count that one. Uh, but the three curves in the mobile part of the spine work really really well as an anchor for muscle points as a, uh, as a as a supporting structure through the ligament balance or imbalance that's there to help this spine function and load bear very well and support what is about the weight of a bowling ball on the top of a very small uh, skeletal structure so the body is constructed very well and people can go through some horrific things and some of you guys unfortunately may have experienced this yourself or know someone who has been through rather extraordinary traumas and actually they recover really, really well from it. So, but, but one thing the body can't respond very well to is sustained assault, that continued on and off, day in, day out assault in sort of a low grade way. And we see this maybe if you look at uh, erosion on the rocks, it's water that's hitting those stones for extended periods of time over thousands of years that literally causes the stone to melt away. And then we get those sort of rivers forming, etc. Uh, so bear in mind that smaller sustained traumas, sustained insults can really have an impact when they build up. But no, that we are built very very well so that kind of leads me into these three points down here I've put them in red because they are the real evaluation points that we want to have looking at ourselves are we doing repetitive minor assault are we repetitively doing the wrong exercise which kind of feeds into that as well and do we have some bad structure now the repetitive minor assault is taking the time to look at your daily activities and say am I sat in bed on the smartphone like that for hours on end every night stressing all these structures undoing all of that good alignment that's come through here. Now in the premium Facebook group, we posted a video that's on our YouTube channel. You guys can see this, anyone can, um, about the alignment changing work that we do in the clinic, whereby for just 20 minutes a day for a period of three to four months, you can make a change in the lower back and the neck by around about 25% of the alignment. And the reason we posted that video is because it, it illustrates what just a little bit of repetitive work can do to the skeletal structure and the way in which we weight bear. So if we're doing these wrong things on a day in day out basis, it has the same effect and can really start to build up with this repetitive minor assault to those structures, repetitively stretching and stressing all of the ligaments that run down the back here. And some, some of you guys will see in the live streams, we've occasionally drawn out the actual ligament structure so you guys get an appreciation but there are tons of ligaments that run down here and disproportionately support this natural normal lordosis compared to the, the alignment on the front. And when we're constantly doing that, we're really uh, degrading the integrity of this supporting structure down here. So that all that time, maybe it's reading in bed, uh, before bed and you sit in that sort of semi-recumbent position with three or four pillows propping your neck up. Or maybe you're on the smartphone too much uh, on a daily basis. Or maybe you're in front of the computer and you don't set it up quite right and we're in that sort of position or a rounded back like that. All these sorts of things can uh, are repetitively assaulting those structures. And I can see Lara rubbing her neck now as I'm talking about this behind the camera you know all of these things start to add up and they're not 
in isolation for a brief period of time any real problem it's when they're done consistently and if we guys if, if one thing comes from this video for you watching this if it's a greater awareness of how we use our body on a daily basis that lasts beyond you know the end of this video then hopefully that will be sort of really to your benefit so the next one is the repetitive wrong exercises so we've discussed this in very very similar to lower back issues and this particularly with, is with reference to any sort of disc related problems so any disc injuries in the neck or any trapped nerves as a result of those disc injuries when we are in this sort of reduced position we get that stiffness across the neck it's go down it goes down the shoulder maybe it goes to that the top corner of your uh, shoulder blade maybe it goes between the shoulder blades or maybe a bit down the arm as well sometimes if it's a bit more serious it's going into these fingers as well where we've got some nerve irritation up here but we get this tension coming across here and what do we do we do exactly what i've just done we pull the head forward and rub this area well what am i doing right now i'm pulling my neck forwards i'm making the problem worse and that is not helpful. And quite often, uh, people just do this time and time again, and they're just in this position all the time. Oh, my neck hurts, my neck hurts, my neck hurts. Well, of course your neck hurts. If you're stuck in this position all the time complaining about the neck, it's going to create problems. And, the, and much like the lower back, the way people stoop over when they've got a more severe flare-up of lower back pain, this in the neck we do the same. We lean forwards to try and open out those holes at the back of the spine to create a bit more a bit more space but that is making things worse the second thing that's super common with necks is people say my shoulders are tense now this is a little bit of a pet peeve i'm going to get off uh, slightly off topic we get a lot of people coming into the clinic with neck pain and this is over the years this is not at the mayfair clinic this is before that as well and people come in and say oh you know i saw my osteopath chiropractor physio massage therapist and they said my shoulders are really tight okay most people I, I've, I've, it's very, very rare where anyone actually has tight muscles, as in you press them and there is a degree of muscle contraction and hypertonicity. It, it's, it's very, very infrequent. Most people, when they're standing up, you can feel the muscles are working, as they should be, because we're weight brain head. Maybe they're working a bit harder because you're leaning forwards, but they should be on. And when you lie down, you can prod them and they give way. So for example, if we tense the arm, if we press it as hard, if we relax it, it goes all floppy and, and, and we can move it around. And that's just normal. As soon as you lie down, that pressure comes off for the overall majority of people. And I think, to be honest, there's a little bit of a skeptical view. I think practitioners overuse that word just to kind of play into things a little bit. So be mindful of that. Maybe it's not quite as tense as it, you've been led to believe, but it will probably be working hard if you've got your neck going forwards. That tension, therefore, is working extra hard to deal with a forward head posture or reduced curve maybe we've got a flat curve through the neck stretching those muscles with this with this with this it just doesn't help you're stretching and pulling that muscle apart even further and we talk about this in the lower back as well but you're already like this so instead of bringing you back to normal like i'm going to talk about towards the end of this video you're you're going to pull it even further apart well, that's not going to help the issue. The reason it feels nice at the time is either through the massage, you were, we're getting uh, fluid exchange, um, or because you're just changing the pressure in that muscle. You're, as, you, as you stretch or contract that muscle, it creates a negative pressure. It squeezes some of the waste products out and you get a bit of exchange of nutrients as well. But we are pulling those muscles further apart when we do these incorrect exercises and it really is not a good idea. The next one as well, for the majority of people we're seeing more recently, unless you have this sort of posture, and this is quite important that you guys pay attention to this part. Unless we have that sort of posture where it's coming from my rib cage down here and my head comes forwards, 
that's a good indication that you are like that, which is very different. Uh, not that many people are coming in like this. This tends to be that sort of older, older person. Maybe we've got a bit of osteo osteoporosis in the thoracic spine, and that's caused us to go like this. That person, a little bit different, but for a lot of people that we're seeing, maybe more so ladies than men, we see this roundness from the neck. And therefore, if we're doing one of the common exercises that you guys see, or chin tucks, where we pull the chin back, as we're doing that, you can even see it rounds the neck here and it flattens the neck. So we don't want to be doing these again because they are moving our spine to a worse position rather than a better position. Although you are offsetting the fact that the head was going forwards and by pulling the head back, it is vertically in line, but now the spine is straight and it has absolutely no shock absorption. So we want to bear that bit in mind as well. And then finally, the structure, which I've kind of started to cover. We want to understand our structure. And obviously, many of you guys who are, uh, you know, who are just trying to deal with this stuff from home, you can't necessarily get a full understanding of what your spine is doing. But using x-rays, standing up under load, you can start to get an appreciation for what that curve is doing. And if you've had any sort of trauma, there's a chance it could have been affected. But as I've discussed, if we've been repetitively using our body in an inappropriate way, that repetitive assault over the years, our neck curves could have reduced, and that will have implications which is visible on an x-ray very very clearly um, there will be that tendency to go for an MRI and that sort of thing and that's fine but on the MRI you're lying down and depending on how this bit sticks out or not will dictate how your neck lies when you lie down so if you've got a flat bit at the back of your head I've got a bit of a, a thing here so that means that when I lie on my back is going to flatten my neck a little bit but other people that have, have a flat back of their head the cranium is a little bit flatter they may maintain a little bit of the curve when you lie flat but the MRI fundamentally lying down it's not going to give you that evaluation point that you want from a point of view better understanding your structure so that's that's really the three main evaluation points that I've kind of rambled on a bit about. But if you've got any questions on those, please do post those in the comments and then we'll, we'll have a discussion about those later because the, we do these live streams to try and help you guys understand and hopefully me talking about this stuff gives you guys a little bit of thought for some questions, maybe for us, maybe for your specialist when you're going to see them at your next appointment. You guys need to feel comfortable being able to ask questions, sometimes difficult questions, of your surgeon, your XYZ. And one thing we do see in, in, in clinic is we have people that they've been to see their neurosurgeon or whoever or their orthopedic surgeon or whichever it is and they just don't feel comfortable asking these questions and they leave and they and I say why didn't you ask the question and, and they just didn't feel comfortable so we really want to stress that and they would probably feel horrified if they knew that you didn't feel comfortable asking questions but it's just part of the facade of being you know that neurosurgeon specialist it, it intimidates people to a certain degree then we've got the recommendations at the end we want you to really look at one to three, the points one to three that I've, that I've spoken about. Evaluate those points. Have a look if you're doing exercises that I've mentioned or things that I've mentioned in, uh, earlier on in this video. Are you doing some things? Are we embedded? Are we using too much time on the smartphone? Are the kids on the tablets too much at a point where they're maybe ages five to 15 and they're developing these normal curves or not because they're using the tablets too much or the smartphones and, and et cetera? Be mindful of those things. And then look, don't ignore tension. This is a really important one. Most neck pain will begin as tension and stiffness across the shoulders. And people come in, and we had a patient the other day who was very, very adamant that he had a muscle problem in his shoulders. And it's a case of you don't get muscle problems in the shoulders. You're a guy that's been in the gym, um, doing gym work for a long period of time, then you have, then you're not doing gym because of lockdown, like many of us. And you're saying that your muscles got overstressed from not doing anything. 
you overstress a muscle to injure it from excessive physical demand, excessive physical work. You do not overstress a muscle um, in terms of the neck tension and that sort of thing from doing nothing all day. It's generally that you're overstressing the structure and that structure is then telling those muscles to try and protect it. And we really want to look at the spine more than the muscle tension. Most of these problems will start as muscle tension. They're misdiagnosed as muscle tension. You treat it as muscle tension and it doesn't get better because of the reasons that I've already mentioned. So bear that in mind. And again, think about that normal structure. Oh, do we have normal structure? Is it possible for us to evaluate that? If not, what I'm going to discuss now with these three, with these sort of little exercise routine at home will help you anyway, because everything we do in the back in shape for the lower back and with what we're talking about in the neck and in the clinic is about, yes, we treat you, you guys with, uh, it would be the laser, the IDD, the vibration, etc to help with the healing, but we want to direct your body back towards a normal position because that is where it's going to function and flourish. So that's really, really important part. So back into, into the final part, I'm gonna just square up with you guys so you can see me better. Got the band here, um, just so you guys know, we've got a couple of bands come back into the clinic. Um, so double check with Lara if you need any bands. Um, Band around the middle of the neck, okay? So as we're coming down the back of the neck, if you, if you follow your fingers down the back of the neck, you hit the bony bit at the top of the spine. We do not want to go lower than that. We want to be up nice and upright, and then we're just going to go from left, middle, and right. Do these movements very, very slowly. That is really, really important. And we should not be pulling around like that. And we're not doing any extreme movements with the neck. So as we go here, got the band, a little bit of tension forwards, a little bit of tension forwards, and then all we do is we come to the side a little bit, and we go back that way, come to the middle, back that way, and then to the side, back that way. And as you go this way, you're gonna feel a stretch on the opposite side. And as we go that way, you're gonna feel a stretch on this side. And as we go back, you shouldn't feel too much of a stretch. You might feel a little bit. This is just to get that neck curve moving properly. What we're doing here is we've got the pivot, the band is here. I'm just gently getting these joints to look more like a C shape, which is important. You must do this very gently. Don't want any of you guys at home to be doing that sort of thing. You're gonna hurt yourself. Please do not do that. That is very, very important. You should not do that at all gentle movement you'll feel the stretch down the front now some of you guys might have seen this stretch where we hold on the front here and do that it's the same thing but with this we encourage normal movement of the spine so you just go one two three one two three five times through or so and then I've already rolled it up we get our towel and this is a big beach towel I folded it in half once twice and then we just roll that up you roll it nice and tightly. You won't use the whole towel for this one. But we roll it nice and tightly. And this is a question we get asked all the time. How big should the towel be? You can adjust it a little bit for you. Sometimes a stronger towel will probably be a little bit challenging to start with. But about that there will do the job. Maybe we've gone just over one third down and that goes in the neck and we lie over that there. And that's gonna support the natural cervical lordosis. You're gonna lie there for three to five minutes and then we're gonna pop ourselves off slowly. When we're getting, and this is, I'm obviously let down right now. When we get off, we don't twist our neck or anything like that. We must keep our neck straight. If, you, if you're concerned about this one, then please do head over to the YouTube channel if you're not on YouTube right now. We've got a video called the Cervical Disc Stretch um, on our YouTube channel, which will show you how to do this a little bit more specifically. So check that one out. And then once we've done that, 
little bit of ice on the neck here. And a nice one thing I always recommend, but never actually have it to hand, I have a towel now to hand, is we get our little ice pack, pretend this is the ice pack here, uh, it's frozen peas, whatever it is. Do not walk around the house like that. We already discussed that earlier. So what you do is you place the ice pack on the towel, put the towel around your neck and hold it there. Now I can walk around the house with the ice pack on my, sh on my neck, it's pressing on my neck, it's doing what it needs to do and I'm relaxed in a good position. Please don't do that one. This works awesome and all of you guys will have a towel and all of you guys will have something frozen in the freezer. And if, it's not fro if you don't have a freezer, use something that's very cold, uh, that'll do. But that's pretty much it. And we'll go on to q and I think. I'll just switch the mic over and we can get started. Okay, brilliant. Um, I'm, uh, Alex, good to see you on. I was really worried that you couldn't find the live. We just had a little bit of technical difficulty this morning. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just going to quickly jump over to uh, YouTube. Uh, Marie left a comment. She said, uh, I've informed my son to check out this live stream because he, uh, he's he got neck and yep. back and shoulder pain. And then she goes on to Help. say, why do tall blokes suffer from this problem, neck and shoulder pain? Yeah, they do um, all the time. Um, I think tall ladies do as well. And can you recommend a pillow to position, position the neck correctly? Um, so from a, I'll cover the tall thing because it's tall people that really struggle. And I think that, I, I don't know 100% if there's any research on this, but one thing that you do notice is that tall people, if you speak to a tall person, they will generally say when they were at school, particularly the teenage group, they grow a little bit faster than everyone else. They feel a little bit self-conscious of the fact that they're taller than everyone else. So you'll notice them in the playground, etc. cetera, um, you know, stooping over a little bit, coming down. Uh, you know, to, to be with their peers because they don't want to stand out. People just don't like that. They like to be part of the group. And if you're taller and standing up there, you feel like, you, especially as a tall person, not that I am that tall, but you know, these, these, you know, six foot four, six foot five, six foot six guys, they do feel sometimes like they're intimidating other people and, and the girls as well, maybe more so the girls in some respects. Um, and so they start to stoop. Now there's also the problem of if you're a certain height, you have to stoop to get through normal doorways for all the short people, you know, like, like yeah, us. Very, very you know, tall. Yeah, um, I always remember when I was working and you saw this um, father and daughter come in, it was during the 2012 Olympics, and they were like seven foot. And they were just walking around and it was, you know, like the, the gods had come in and there's all the, 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 the midgets running around. It looked really, really weird, you know, and, and that where I was working, we had a lot of tall guys that were six foot plus, but even they got made to look very small compared to these people. But when you're that tall, you either have to stoop to go through doors or that self-consciousness that really does play in. And you see that in all in a vast majority of, of really tall people it's not good they've got to be just more upright chest out head up and don't worry about people that are smaller than them that's yeah. basically the way the way you've got to be um as for the pillows for the neck it's difficult if you sleep on your back we just want something that's going to fill the gap so a normal firm pillow that fills the gap between where the bed is and your head so that we're not either dropping down or propping up with too many pillows on your side you on this when we're sleeping on our side sorry so that's really important. If we're sleeping on our back, doing something like what I just did with the towel can be helpful. So if you've got an old pillow, you can scrunch up the one end so it supports you here and there's a little drop for the head. So we're actually supporting that just like it feels like when you're using the towel. Or you can get obviously the temper pillows where they're kind of, and we actually did this a little while ago, I touched on this on one of the other videos, um, where uh, I can't remember who it was, was using the, the pillow wrong, the wrong way around. Yeah. Um, it happens. Uh, Sometimes we get the dinner roll and people use that the wrong way around, which is difficult. Um, but just remember, just to make sure, I just want to make sure we remove any doubt. You can get these wedge pillows or you can get the temple ones where they're a little bit more 
smooth but essentially the purpose of this is this goes in your neck okay and your head goes here so now it's supporting the neck we do not do it the other way around that's very very important obviously we're facing up here um, that's that's really important I will just touch back on the uh, shoulder shoulder issue that if we've got recurrent strain on the neck here it's going to irritate the nerves and that can relate to the shoulders so just bear that in mind um, going forwards perfect hope that helps you Marie um, right, I'm gonna jump over to Facebook uh, Alex yep. asks is there such thing as an erect MRI um, if not, it seems a suboptimal imaging process if surgery is based on its results. Uh, they, they do have they do have uh, upright MRIs. They have them in London. They also have open MRIs. Um, they, they, they do. They do. They're just a lot more expensive uh, to get them done because the equipment. Has, you know, it's, it's a massive magnet. These things cost a lot of money to, mm. to build these machines, um, and the upright ones you can get done. I think. Uh, the quality of them might not be as good the same way the open MRIs the quality at the moment isn't as good as the traditional MRI and that's just because the magnet goes all the way around you when you're in the tube and they can't really drop you in to the upright MRI that would be really strange um, I don't believe so I think you kind of walk into that uh, uh, I haven't used one myself but I do know that you've got a few around well maybe one or two around us over here in um, in Harley Street so yeah interesting okay um, Kate has asked if I'm unable to get in for treatments will the rehab get the same results in the long term also is the towel as good as the band for the exercises um, are we talking about the neck? I, I'm, I'm going to assume yes, we're talking so. about the neck. Um, really, you can do a lot of work at home. I would say that the band is better uh, for two reasons. One, it's a little bit more specific. Um, is that Kate that came? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I had, uh, I've, I've had a look at x-rays, so I'll talk to you about that a little bit more specifically. Uh, but there's news. I think the band is better, essentially. Okay. Uh, does treatment help? I think treatment helps generally. Um, it's something that I do, but obviously we've got access to it more easily and more readily. So it's, a, it's always a case of weighing up the, the financial implications of getting this done, the time implications of getting it done. I think a lot of people can make a lot of progress, as we've seen in the Back in Shape uh, membership, when they, do it at, when, when they do do the work consistently at home. Yes, it takes a little bit longer. Um, and maybe if we've got some other things going on that, that challenge us and challenge our body, then it can be a little bit more difficult. Uh, but you can make some really good progress at home as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got quite a few people now moving into phase three. So people yeah. are getting stronger. Yeah. You know, they've worked on their flexibility. They're doing so well. So it's really, really great. Yeah. Um, okay. Let and me... one, thing, one thing I will say is some of the guys, uh, well, a good number of the guys in the back in shape are better um, at doing their exercises more consistently. Uh, than some people that visit us in the past. So it's, it's worth mentioning that that um, a lot of this, as I mentioned at the start, which I've rubbed off on the board, um, it's, it's how you use your body on a daily basis. And if you come in for treatment, but you don't address any of these things outside, it's not gonna work. It's just really not gonna help. Part of our role in, in, in patients in the clinic is to treat them, yes, and help do as much as we can, but there's 168 hours in a week. And if we're not addressing those other 167 hours correctly, then we're gonna really struggle. Um, so we have to get, get the stuff at home right first and then treatment can really enhance that. Okay, awesome. Veronica's asked, I find certain chairs can be bad for my neck. Recently I found a Poang chair, if oh, I'm I pronouncing that. that correctly. Okay. Um, it felt good for my sciatica, but it triggered my neck into spasm. 
I have no idea what chair that is in particular, but one thing I would say just on the topic of chairs, um, if you're sat in these sort of semi-recumbent chairs watching the TV, that's gonna not be good for the neck because we're kind of leaning back like that and then we're, we're like in that position. Um, at the risk of getting too many of you guys to go and redecorate the house, I would suggest that if you've got a flat screen TV, stick it higher up on the wall so you don't have to look down as much. That's a, that's an option potentially, but you may not necessarily want to reconfigure your home. Uh, it would be good for the long term, so <laughs> take that with a pinch of salt perhaps. Okay, cool. Karen's asked that if you're spending a lot of time uh, during the day sitting, what mm -hmm. can you recommend to avoid bad posture? Get up more. Uh, no, that's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek answer, um, but it, it is it is really that simple. Beef, I normally say to patients, whether it's neck or back, be fidgety. If you could be fidgety, if you can move around a lot more, that's going to be best. We are not designed to sit for long periods. Uh, we, it, it does. It is a little bit frustrating when when people come in and say, "Oh well, you know, I have to sit for work for ten hours a day, or five hours a day, or seven hours a day, and it hurts my back or my neck." And it's like, "Well, yeah." Of course, if, if, I, if I got you running for 10 to 5 hours a day, you'd probably struggle as well. So we have to be mindful. You probably struggle less with the 10 hours or 5 hours of running, to be honest, once you got used to it. Um, but the, the, the problem is our body is not built to be still for extended periods. We are built to move around um, because that's the way we're built to function. We need to move our body around from A to B and being sedentary for too long. Your body is telling you you shouldn't be doing this, you need to move. It's good for your circulation, it's good for your spine, it's good for a number of things. When we're moving around and we're engaging our core muscles, it's gonna help you with gut motility, etc. so your body can digest effectively. It's changing the pressures and things inside our body, our organs, as we go through these movements. It's helping with lymphatic drainage. It's doing so many different things that go above and beyond the immediate pain that you might experience of sitting for too long. And your body is telling you, move more, because it's good for everything, not just your back or spine or, or, or neck. Um, I had a question on the phone the other day from um, from a, a patient who said, a prospective patient who asked about clicking in the neck. So if if his neck is clicking more now, is that does that mean that he is getting worse? If the pain is the same? Yeah, not necessarily. I wouldn't read into clicking too much, mm -hmm. um, but to give you guys an understanding of, of why it is clicking, um, you'll notice when we've got a nice smooth position through here, you see these little facet joints. That's what's clicking. Uh, invariably sometimes it can be a little bit of tendons flicking over one another um, but that's more common in like the shoulder for example or sometimes the hip um, but if you look at these joints as I do that you see they move on one another and they create it creates a little bit of what's called gapping in here and that if that's the status quo position it's already partially gapped now when we do or increase the space when we do a manipulation so hands-on clicking the clicking the joints and we don't really do that very much anymore in the clinic but i used to do an awful lot of that that was a primary treatment mechanism that i was using um as we do a manipulation we gap this joint quickly and we decompress that joint if you take pressure off that joint and what it does is it creates a negative space inside here and that's what gets the pop if you're walking around primed like that ready to go any little movement of your neck can create that little release the release in itself is not a bad thing or a good thing it, it's fine it's okay but it's indicating that there is a structural problem if you're constantly getting that tension or that priming building up in the neck it's it's generally a cure of either you're not using yourself properly or there's some sort of alignment issue there that's meaning that you're not essentially standing up correctly and what you should find is as you go through a treatment process etc those sorts of things maybe in the short term it might increase a little bit because you get a bit more mobility through the neck and then in the long term it starts to dissipate and go away as things start to move back towards their normal position okay brilliant 
Okay, wonderful. I think that's it for today. No more questions on my end. Awesome. awesome. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Hopefully you did find today's live stream helpful. If you are one of the premium members, do make sure you keep an eye out later today. We're going to just go back through that routine, give, give a little bit more information around it so you guys can uh, post, etc., in the Facebook group to make sure you can sort of get a really good understanding of how to help you because I know there's a few of you guys in there that uh, will benefit from this particular stretch. So we'll run through that. As always, thank you very much for joining us. If you know anyone else with neck pain or with back pain, then please do consider sharing the channel uh, with them sharing this video with them so they can benefit as well. And remember to subscribe uh, to the channel and hit the notification bell so you don't miss when we go live. We go live every single weekday. Sometimes there's a bit, maybe a 15 minute difference in the time, but normally it's 8.45 in the morning. And we will see you guys tomorrow now with another live stream. Have a great day. Have a great day.